Apple has just announced M2, their next generation system on a chip for the Mac. But only M2, not M2 Pro or M2 Max, not yet. Which means if you're in the market for a new MacBook Pro, like now, 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 you need to figure out which one is actually better for you, the brand newer M2 or the still bigger M1 Pro or M1 Max. M2 has four A15 generation Blizzard efficiency cores and four Avalanche performance cores. And I've done a whole entire deep dive on this architecture already, which I'll link to in the description right below the subscribe button. TLDW, Apple says they have around 18% uplift over M1 for multi-core, but they also have better single core. And that means, you know, everything from launching apps to rendering some parts of web pages, compiling some scripts, handling the still single core bound aspects of Xcode, playing older single threaded games, that sort of thing. M1 Pro and M1 Max, though, have two A14 generation Ice Storm efficiency cores and eight Firestorm performance cores, none of which are as fast in isolation, but there are just vastly more of the performance cores. So it still wins all in, especially when you include the bigger thermal envelopes and the more robust cooling systems on M1 Pro and M1 Max, which let them run flat out for pretty much ever. And that can be really, really important if you're exporting or recording long videos live streaming for hours and hours, gaming all day, compiling really big projects, basically anything that's gonna require sustained performance for over like 40 minutes or an hour. For GPU, M2 also has more powerful G14 graphics cores and more of them than M1 did, 10 total now. And that's enough to make them 35% faster than M1 on full draw. But M1 Pro goes up to 16 cores and M1 Max goes up to 32 cores of G13 GPU. So whether fewer, faster cores or just massively more cores is better for you will depend entirely on your personal specific workload, like how many filters and effects that you pile up onto a project. But when you get to well-distributed tasks, something like the M1 Max is just still gonna win. Likewise, ProRes media engines. Now this only applies if you work with ProRes video, of course, but if you do, where M1 had precisely zero ProRes engines, M2 now has like, a half a one, basically enough for two streams of 8K and 11 streams of 4K compared to four streams of 8K and 20 streams of 4K on the M1 Pro. And you'll probably see similar scaling on H.264 and HEVC as well. So if you're working on like short infrequent renders, they're all just so, so much better than Intel that it probably won't make a huge noticeable difference to you. But if you are working on longer, more frequent renders, or time is just very literally money for your business, reducing by half or half again, how long each one takes to output can be more than super noticeable. It can be critical. It can make all the difference. Same with memory and memory bandwidth because M2 now has LPDDR5 RAM and can go up to 24 gigabytes at 100 gigabits per second, which is like half again better than M1. But M1 Pro and M1 Max, they were already LPDDR5 and can go to 32 gigabytes at 200 gigabits per second and 64 gigabytes at 400 gigabits per second, respectively. Ditto storage, where it's up to two terabytes on M2 and eight terabytes on M1 Pro and M1 Max. And that means you can hold more big apps, projects, files, everything from plugins to polygons in memory and on disk at the same time, which if that's your workflow can be absolutely invaluable. Where M2 is almost completely uncontested almost, is neural engines. They all have 16 cores, but M2 has Apple's latest fifth generation ANE, 
where M1 Pro and M1 Max all have the previous fourth generation cores. And when you combine the faster, higher clocked new A&E cores with the updated matrix accelerators on the M2 CPU, only those massive amounts of GPU on the M1 Pro and M1 Max make a difference for mixed machine learning models anyway. Otherwise, for things like AI photo and video enhance, M2 is just gonna completely dominate. Also, battery life, where M2 will get you up to 20 hours over M1 Pros up to 17 hours. And weight, where the 13-inch M2 is like a half a pound lighter than the 14-inch M1 Pro or M1 Max, which is good. It's great because where M2 will hurt you is on the ports because they can still only support a single external display, which continues to make some alpha nerds absolutely apoplectic. M1 Pro and M1 Max, by the starkest of contrasts, have three Thunderbolt 4 ports and an HDMI port for an almost obscene amount of external display support. Also an SDXC card reader, a headphone jack on the proper side, and MagSafe for charging. Throw in that bigger up to 120 hertz mini LED high dynamic range display, and it's just perks on perks on flex on perks, if you're willing to pay the price. Because the 13 inch MacBook Pro will run you between 1300 and 2500 bucks, and the 14 inch M1 Pro starts at 2000 bucks and goes up to 5500 if you M1 max it just all the way up and out. So yes, external display and built-in HDR display aside, Apple has never made a better base model MacBook Pro than with the new M2. Faster, more memory, ProRes engines, and the battery life to beat. So if you can fit into it, and it better fits your budget, it's there for you in a way that nothing has ever been before. But if you still need more, and you can afford more, there's still nothing that can come close, can touch the M1 Pro and M1 Max MacBook Pros, at least for now. At least until you start working on future generations, like M4 and M5, beginning with computer science, neural networks, machine learning, and algorithms from today's sponsor, Brilliant. Brilliant has a growing catalog of courses, including math, physics, logic, science, quantum mechanics, game theory, and so much more, all specifically crafted to help you learn concepts by working through them yourself in visual, hands-on ways. Like if you've always wanted to learn to code, but were put off by the overly complicated traditional computer programming classes, well, Brilliant has actual, fun, interactive challenges that let you shift around blocks of pseudocode, receive immediate feedback, and get results. Because here's the thing, here's the secret. Everyone, absolutely everyone starts somewhere, and you can get started right now, today, for free. Just visit brilliant.org slash Ritchie or click on the link in the description, and the first 200 of you will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. So just click the button on the screen or go to brilliant.org slash Ritchie. Clicking on that button really helps out the channel, and so does hitting up this video for way more on M2 and everything that we have to look forward to with M2 Pro, Max, Ultra, and maybe, just maybe, Extreme. So hit up this video, and I'll see you there.